Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Our beloved Prophet Muhammad وسلم, advised us, be in this world as if you were a stranger or a traveller. So let's conjure up an analogy and in this way we can better gauge whether or not we are living up to the advice of the Prophet Muhammad And in these times, where no one can really travel anywhere, subhanAllah, it's one of the best things that we can do. So first, choose your perfect destination. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Make it somewhere that gets you really excited, that you would really look forward to being. It could be a beautiful island getaway. Maybe you want to visit some ancient ruins that are rich with history and intrigue. Or maybe you just want to visit with a deeply missed loved one. Anything that your heart desires. And now visualise it, make it real for yourself. For this trip, just like what we're facing today, there are no aeroplanes. It's going to take a few weeks to finally arrive, or maybe even longer, but it's going to be a real journey. So what preparations do we need to make? First of all, and this is what so many of the travel guides will uh, advise you, travel light. When traveling, it's best to take the bare minimum with you. And in life too, we shouldn't be weighing ourselves down with excessive amounts of possessions, material things, or other burdens like debt or even emotional baggage. Because all these things will prevent our progress and take away from the potential growth we could achieve through the experiences that await us on our expedition. So getting rid of unnecessary excesses will help us feel lighter and make the trip more fulfilling. So what next? Be prepared. The most important provisions for a trip are the things that you prepare beforehand, like your money, your food, your your communication, your travel documents. And regarding the journey of life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us, and make provision for yourselves. The best provision is taqwa. So taqwa is an Arabic word, and it can be translated as fear of God, piety, righteousness, dutifulness, and God-wariness. It's a state of awareness and consciousness by which we protect ourselves from slipping into evil. And this important resource can't be purchased at any shop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and those who follow guidance, he increases them in guidance and grants them their taqwa. So which leads me to the next point. Don't forget your GPS. You'd be pretty crazy to set out on a long trip without some sort of reliable guidance, yes? Thankfully, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the guide, he has provided us with direction better than any map, better than any GPS. It's the Qur'an. It lays out the destination and it lays out our route. It really is state-of-the-art guidance. It's responsive. It provides solutions for obstacles that are encountered along the way. It warns us of the pitfalls to avoid, at the same time soothing and comforting our soul. It's like a companion that supports you and urges you on through thick and thin. So like I said before, there's no aeroplanes for this journey, but you've still got to choose the right method of transportation for every terrain that you cross. Because you can't drive over the ocean, obviously you'd need a boat. You can't ride a bike up a steep mountain, you'd have to climb. Similarly, the sunnah, the methodology of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, acts like our vehicle through life giving us the best possible way to cross every terrain we face. Some other advice. Keep your eyes on the prize. 
whatever wondrous places you might find, no matter how enchanting, how beautiful, how fascinating the things you see along the way might be, as a traveller, you avoid lingering. Even on a long journey, you never lose sight of where you are going. So importantly, don't get too attached. You'll meet people, you'll see amazing things, you'll sleep in comfortable hotels or relax in beautiful scenery. No matter how excellent any stop along the way is, or how much you enjoy the company of a new acquaintance, you will need to know how to say goodbye. Because you will be moving on, and because you knew at the outset that you were never meant to stay. Your awareness of your true goal helps you to let go. We have to be aware of the temporary nature of every person, of every place or everything that we encounter in this world. Some more tips for the traveller. Avoid distractions. When you're travelling, no matter how enticing, you will likely avoid anything that threatens to throw you your travels off track. And we know that shaitan will always be attempting to lure us away from the straight path. And regarding this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us, Ever feeble indeed is the plot of shaitan. So we should seek refuge in Allah and keep on going. What else do we need to know as a traveller of life? Well, don't tolerate what brings you down. Have you ever begun a course of tablets or taken a vaccine before travelling? And when you've got a long way to go, you will take extra precaution against anything that will drag you down. In the journey of life, we should ensure our bodies and minds are in optimal condition, in as much as we're able, and stay away from anything that will hinder our progress, whether it be the wrong crowd of friends or an unhealthy lifestyle. Something else that we need to remember. Expect the unexpected. When you travel, you have to be ready for anything. In order to keep going, it's important to manage the unexpected in a calm, level-headed way. Being aware, being flexible, being adaptive and persevering in the face of setbacks can help build our confidence and patience. Something else to remember. Discomforts are temporary. Because as you travel to your final destination, you won't mind all that much if any given situation is less than ideal, because you know that it's only temporary. How many less than ideal situations do we find ourselves in in life? If we face our discomforts with the same attitude, remembering that it's all fleeting, our lives will actually become easier and less stressful. Marilyn Tam, who's the author of The Happiness Choice, said, Travel expands our capacity for wonder, joy and appreciation of the amazing diversity on our lovely planet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the Qur'an, And of his signs is the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the diversity of your languages and your colours. Indeed, in that are signs for those of knowledge. So let's marvel and absorb our environments as a traveller would. Open our eyes wider. Take a moment to really look and value the signs around us. And most importantly, never give up. You may be feeling tired. You may be feeling homesick. But when the going gets tough, giving up is not an option. The Prophet Muhammad said, If the resurrection were established upon one of you while he has in his hand a sapling, then let him plant it. If we shouldn't even give up at the very last moment of life on earth, then what excuse could we possibly have to give up now? So recuperate, 
and keep going. Our determination to reach our destination, to be with our creator and to find him pleased with us and ourselves pleased with him. This determination has to drive us against all odds to trek through our lives as if we are traveling. We've got to remember frequently that all of this is transitory. Everything that makes us so emotional, every fear that our lives aren't what we hoped they would be, it's all minimized when we treat it like we would if we were on a journey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us, know that the life of this world is but amusement and diversion and adornment and boasting to one another and competition in increase of wealth and children like the example of a rain whose resulting plant growth pleases the tillers. Then it dries and you see it turned yellow. Then it becomes scattered debris. And in the hereafter is severe punishment and forgiveness from Allah and approval. And what is the worldly life except the enjoyment of delusion? You know, sometimes we think that we are the center of the universe, but we too will inevitably pass away. What legacies will we leave behind on earth? Most importantly, what have we contributed to our record of deeds? What have we put forth for ourselves in the hereafter? May Allah protect us from being one of the people who realized only when it was too late. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that he will say, Oh, I wish I had sent ahead some good for my life. Most of us understand the concept of living as if we were travelers, but actually doing it is difficult unless we are deliberate and determined to change the way that we live. So remember, we are on a journey. The journey is life. The destination is paradise or hell. The path that you take on your journey will determine your destination. The length of the journey is not fixed. It will vary for each individual, with some arriving at their destination in their youth, whereas others will reach old age before they arrive. Yet one thing for certain is that everyone will arrive at their destination. The Prophet Muhammad said, What have I got to do with the material world? The example of the material world and I is that of a traveller, travelling in the afternoon heat. He stopped to rest under the shade of a tree for some moments. Then he rose and left it. Ibn Amr, may Allah be pleased with them both, narrates, One day... I was with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu He then turned to me, held my shoulders with both of his blessed hands and said, Be in this life like a stranger or a traveller. And whenever Ibn Amr narrated this to his disciples, he would add, If you reach the evening, do not await to be alive by dawn. And if you reach dawn, do not await to be alive by evening. Take advantage of your health before you fall sick, and take advantage of your life before you die. Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, once stood at the head of a grave, and he said to his companions that were with him, If he had a chance to return to this life, what do you think he would do, speaking about the person in the grave? His companion replied to him, He would do nothing but good deeds. Ali then said, If it is not going to be him, then let it be you. Al-Fadail, may Allah be pleased with him, once sat with a senior member and asked him, How old are you? The man replied, Sixty years old. 
Did you know, said Al-Fudayl, that for sixty years you have been travelling towards your lord and that you have almost arrived? The man was reduced to silence and he whispered, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Al-Fudayl asked him, Do you know the meaning of that statement? You are saying that you are Allah's slave and that to him you are returning. Whoever knows that he is the slave of Allah and that to him he shall return should know that he shall be stopped on the day of judgment. And whoever knows that he will be stopped, let him also know that he will be responsible for what he did in life. And whoever knows that he will be responsible for what he did, let him know that he will be questioned. And whoever knows that he will be questioned, let him prepare an answer now. What then shall I do? asked the man. It is simple, said Al-Fudayl. Do good in what is left of your life. Your past shall be forgiven, and if not, you shall be taken to account for the past and what is to come. So when we speak about this hadith, where the Prophet Muhammad said, be in this life like a stranger or a traveller, the meaning of stranger is like a person who is a foreigner in a foreign land. Because a foreigner does not much enjoy the company of the other people, they generally feel alienated from them because they really happen upon a person that they know. And a stranger or a foreigner is usually determined to return to their own country and they rarely become attached to anything in the foreign country where they're staying. That person's heart is too fully attached to their homeland. And the same can be said for a believer whose heart does not become attached to anything in the world and who longs for the hereafter which is the permanent abode and to which is the final return. And also a stranger isn't tainted by the bad conduct which comes from mixing with people and socialising with them. And likewise, a true believer is not distracted from the Creator. Because a person like that really harbours in their heart any envy, any rancour or hypocrisy. A true believer is not the one to dispute with others, nor to slander them or expose their faults. So let's all remember that we are on a journey. That journey is our life and our destination is one of two places. And the journey that we follow through our life will actually determine our final destination. With that, I'll finish. Anything in this talk that was beneficial for any of you was purely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glory and praise be to you, O Allah. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except you. I beg of you your forgiveness and repent to you. Amen.